Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Hockey Show. Well, well, well. Who is it leading off the Friday edition of the Athletic Hockey Show? I'm Sean Gentilly. I am the one of us who has a functioning larynx. Is that is that the body part? I don't know. Where does the voice come from? Haley is sick. I don't know. Right? You're sick. Oh, yes. You've been sick. You... Oh, yes. Will probably continue to be sick. <laughs> and you... That's uh, right. You asked for a break. I feel like this is, isn't actually going to change anything. I feel like you're probably going to talk about as much as much as you as you usually do despite the truly wild amount of uh cough drops and other various medications you've gone through in the last little bit i have had so much buckley's many tylenol colds and i have a sweet sweet pile if you can hear the rustling the asmr of my i don't do that Lozenges. Yeah. No, no, no. Really fun fact about Sean Gentilly. He's creeped out by ASMR videos. There are several of us. It's <laughs> it's a reaction that a lot of people have, right? I hear I hear that stuff. It just makes me like it almost makes my stomach hurt. No, thank you. If an influencer is anywhere close to whispering, I, I'm not it gets kidding. Weirded like, out. <laughs> it's not just an influencer, it's Mike's stuff. I think I might have misophonia, honestly. Uh, which is funny because I usually I chew, chew, I chew gum while you record, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and you like pour glasses of water and stuff and people think you're going pee. That was one time <laughs> on a podcast that shall not be named. But anyways, I have my cough drops. I have some Christmas cookies that my mom made. The gluten-free varietal with little sprinkles on them. I'm good to go for the next. Great. 40, 40 minutes, minutes before I need to go lie down <laughs> because I also just had to write a story off the Leafs game. That's fine. We don't care. Don't who cares about the Leafs regular season. Doesn't matter. Um, they're second in the league right now. Uh, yeah. FYI, whatever. whatever. People want to pay attention to that. Yeah. The plan for this show. Okay. We're going to level up with everybody here. This is December 22nd. 
Christmas is close. Mm-hmm. We both have, frankly, other shit that we need to do work-wise. I don't. I do. I'm going back to bed. Great. <laughs> I don't feel very good. The upshot is that we're going to give you guys a break. This isn't this isn't quite as long of a show as you're probably used to from us. There is no interview. This is the two of us BSing, I guess, for about for about 40 minutes. Kind of a sneaky, interesting day in the league. Uh, and it, Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Should we do a holiday wish list for all 32 teams? Uh, funny you say that. That is appearing on the site over the weekend. That is what the all 32 was. Oh. Way to pay attention. Okay, well, I don't have a beat anymore, and I'm not allowed to contribute to the all 32s. I don't want to talk about why. <laughs> ne- neither do I, and yet here we are. You do the pan, yeah, but you—that's the thing. You are asked to contribute to those. I am not. <laughs> Whatever. That's showing up on the site. Something bad happened. That's showing up on the site over the weekend. Um, or well, I think you know what? Be that's actually not true. It has already appeared on the site. Oh, that is old. Way to pay attention. Old news. Whatever. I'm. I can't. I can't do everything here. Uh, but it's kind of a sneaky newsy day in the league. A good day on the site. There's a lot of good content uh, at the Athletic NHL today and tomorrow and, and, and all that fun stuff. We're going to talk about a couple of those pieces, including Pierre Lebrun's If I Was Commissioner for a Day. Uh, truly terrifying thought to have Pierre in charge of <laughs> anything of that size. My God. Commissioner Pierre. Lubly. Make the summers longer. It's a bi- that's a big tent pole. That's like, it's kind of like the kid who runs. Half of the article. It's kind of like the kid who runs for class president and says he's going to try to eliminate homework. <laughs> strong, strong vibes there. Uh, yeah. But it, it was a fun, it was a fun piece from Pierre. We're, we're, we're going to get to that. We're also going to get to, I think this is something that you're going to see more and more of, especially as we get into the new year. Just keeping tabs on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes because we're getting down to crunch time and there are a half dozen contenders who have separated them. There's a lot of bad teams (laughs) in the NHL right now. A lot of bad teams and six in particular that have separated themselves from the pack. So we have, we have some, some bits on that and we're also going to have some, you know, standard holiday stuff on the back end. First, we, we wanted to cover some news of the day. Uh, one of those things coming out of Boston, it would be funny if it weren't so frustrating. An independent review released Thursday found no misconduct in the way that that team vetted the disastrous Mitchell Miller uh, failed signing, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. I don't know. Legally, you don't have to consult with the mother of a bullied child. Isn't that what this is? Like, this is just... This is a classic example of like legally they did nothing wrong. Yeah, morally they did. In in there. <laughs> yeah. In the- Glad we got a lawyer to say that legally nothing bad happened. Even when Gary Bettman was like he can't play here. The most lawyery lawyer out there. That is we need like who are the most lawyerly lawyer lawyerly lawyers who ever exist and but Bettman he's not not the top of the list but He's there. And that's that's all this is. This is ass covering by the Bruins. This is making sure that they're not legally, you know, culpable in any 
in any kind of way. Uh, mm-hmm. The firm in charge of it recommended vetting processes like blah, 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 blah. Clear written policies for vetting office conduct and a tracking system to ensure responsibilities and blah, third-party resources and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole lot of nothing. Um, if it stops stuff like this from happening again, great. Uh, but the damage is done. I would, I would say, is that, is that where you're at on it? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think the thing that comes from this, I guess, is the implementing of new kind of checks and balances for the Bruins. That was the other part of the announcement that came out today is that they have like a better plan moving forward and they're implementing these new things essentially so you've got this independent team saying like there was no wrongdoing but the bruins are coming out and still saying like well we're gonna gonna do xyz to to be better in the future so i think you know seeing that in practice is going to be a different part of that conversation my question i have with the mitchell miller situation is like he is hasn't been bought out yet so i guess that's the part for me that I'm more curious about mm-hmm. in what in terms of the conversation of what's next and what is he doing now because we haven't seen him get bought out yet. Yeah. At least we haven't seen the news that he's been bought out yet. And then what happens is he still going to be paid? I don't know. Is he going to go play in Providence? I get I would assume not. I assume he's not going to have anything to do with the organization. But yeah, I mean, I wonder what's next. I, and part of me just wants to say that I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I'm like, I, I don't for sure. And, and we'll see. And that's that's a that falls under some. Like, I know the buyout window isn't open right now. It's not. So whatever. I I would imagine that's just they're just gonna keep them on ice until a buyout window opens, and that's gonna be the end of it. I one of the upshots here, honestly, the the really again. Would be funny if it weren't so gross elements here is that they make this vetting process sound like like there were gaps in the organization's vetting process and they failed to do this and they failed to do that as if it actually needed to be something that was complicated and complex in anything more than the two guys at the top of that organization and Don Sweeney and Cam Neely, one of them figuring out how to do that. Like that's, I think that's the fun. That's the funny part, right? Is that Neely and Sweeney aren't named specifically in this, in, in the, in in the summaries here. So you're just kind of led to believe that this is a thing that happened, but nobody's to blame for it. And also like, yeah, they had a... But also here's some recommendations to be better. And they had a system that was in place that they didn't follow. Like how complicated could it be? Like what, like what is, what is the line of communication? They basically need to put in writing that if you're going to sign somebody with a quote unquote, I mean, I'm not quoting anyone, but if you're going to sign someone with like, a complicated history. Talk to all parties involved in said history. Yeah, and fi- put that in writing so everyone knows that you have to do it because it's in the policy, not just like common sense. The issue, the the main issue for them, and I've said this before, is that like, I, or I shouldn't say the main. The the main issue was signing this kid in the first place. But they, on top of that, they butchered the PR aspe- aspect of it so badly. 
they didn't know the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. So you can you can imagine, you know, they're basically saying these guys are disorganized. And we saw that, you know, front and center whenever this whenever the signing happened. You're hearing one thing from Cam Neely. You're hearing another another from Don Sweeney. They're basically saying like, we don't. So, whoop, screwed up. But it's as simple as those guys just knowing what each other's doing. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be more than that. And the fact that it took a step below a goddamn congressional hearing to make this happen is uh, is wild. So we're gonna see what happens with Mitchell Miller's contractual status. You know, down the line, I, I'm hopefully we don't have to do this again in two years, and no other team steps in the same hole. Um, but you never know. This, these are NHL teams that we're talking about. That's enough on Mitchell Miller. Yeah. The other thing we wanted to talk. He's had enough airtime. Yep. It's it's time to talk about our boy, Commissioner Pierre LeBrun. Running the league from Lakeside at one one two two Boogie Woogie Avenue. That's a that's a that's a joke. There you go. That's a joke to me and Craig Haley. I don't, I don't know if you if you pay attention to that. Don't use your inside jokes with me. I've made that very clear. <laughs> uh yeah. This is the Friday show. Don't think that I wasn't going to sneak that in here just because you're holding the mic today. Hmm. This is Friday. Pierre threw up a six-pack of changes that he wants to see in the spirit of the holidays, he says, after a lengthy pre- And we are going to- We're going to steal it. Sorry. No, we're going to steal it. Well, and we are going to not just steal it, but like we're going to be the ones, like we're the board of governors. That's perfect. No, we're the check and balance for the commish. (laughs) We're going to tell you if this flies. This is the- Got it, Pierre, if I could call you that. He's never going to listen to this show, so it doesn't no, even no, no. matter. No, doesn't. He's never going to know that this bashing happened. No Anyways, number one. Number one on Commissioner LeBron's list. It is, to me, the most obvious fixable, <laughs> the most f- obvious fixable issue, easily fixable sure. issue for the league is is the point system. Uh, Pierre makes some great points here. The f- uh, And we've said this before. Me and Sean McIndoe and Ian Mendez have said this in our, in our little rules court uh, roundtable that we do periodically. Any system is better than any point system is better than the one the league has right now. Literally anything. Three, two, one, great. <laughs> two points for a win, zero points for a loss, great. Pick something else and implement it. Because we've all right. had enough of this. Like it, the, it, it affects the quality of the play. It affects. It, it, it is. Uh, it is fundamentally unfair. That's the. That's the biggest thing. The loser point is is uh, against the spirit of actual competition. So I'm pleased to see that Commissioner LeBron is making this such a priority. And I well, this was such a wild. This was such a wild point that he made in the story. Yeah. Is a team could lose 82 games in overtime or a shootout. And while it wouldn't make the playoffs, those 82 would have been good enough for 21st in the league last season. Yeah. 21st in the league for 82 games without a win. I read that and I go, wow, that's stupid. But also, wow, I really wish that would happen one day. <laughs> is that that's what it's that's what it's going to take for Batman to change that? I is being like embarrassed by the own system, right? We're coming to something close enough to that. Like the Ducks. The Ducks have won 
what three regulation wins mm-hmm. now for Anaheim. Yep, they're not last place. No, uh, no, no, <laughs> no, they're not, and they have uh, almost as many regulation. Can you believe that? Almost as many as wins, many wins as, as like San Jose, Philly, and Philly. San Jose. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Columbus. For as bad as the Ducks have been, they're within shouting distance of you know whatever. Yeah, they're uh, fifth and <laughs> set fifth from last instead of last. We're gonna, we're going to talk about them later. So whatever. Yeah. The Blackhawks only have five regulation wins too. It's really funny. Oh, they've yeah. lost eight in a row. They're, uh, they're horrendous. They're they're the worst again. I get really sad when I go down into the bottom of the standings. I don't. <laughs> Anyways, I think we both agree to change that. So you want a three two one point system? I'd be fine yes. with three two one. I think that's my preferred, but I'll, I'll take I'll take two zero as well. Um. Brian Burke thinks it was a terrible idea. Yeah, can you can you, can you believe it? <laughs> Burkey doesn't like it. No. Pierre, like Pierre points out, the argument against three two one system is that uh, is that there would be teams who are eliminated by Christmas if the, which is like yeah. The, I just I prefer the three two one over like an old school approach, which is two points for a win, zero points for a loss of any kind, because you're basically because like three. Uh, I just, I don't think you can do the old school, like two points for a win, zero for a loss of any kind, if you're going to have three on three overtime, because that's a coin flip. Like that's sure teams need to adjust and be better at three on three OT. That's a thing that we've talked about with the Leafs, because uh, their three on three overtime is performance has not been very good. Um, but like, that's not, I just don't agree with having zero points if, if it's going to be three on three OT, because that's not the same game you're playing. So I don't know. I yeah. think you'd have to go back to five on five if you're going to do that. And then maybe it's not. It's overly um, complicated. So just go to. And then maybe to, it's not like sudden death. Maybe it's just like a full extra time. If you're going to go to two points no. for a win, zero for a loss. That's never going to. So that makes three. That's ne- that ma- so I, th- three, two and one is makes more sense. Yeah. They're never going to play more overtime because. The, the the idea of teams playing full you know two full overtimes or whatever on back to back nights that's a that's a non starter right like like teams just aren't teams aren't, aren't going to so do that either I, but so yeah I'm with you I like three two one more than more than two zero but something needs to change and if the and if what we're trying to prevent here is teams getting knocked out you know by Christmas like guess what they a they already are. And B, like the stagnation in the middle because of every team earning points kills drama down the down the stretch anyways. Like we've s- Yeah. Let's move on to the next one because this is my passion. Okay. Number two, Commissioner LeBron. Go back to conference playoffs. Please. I'm ready for it too. I think I think the current system where you have top three in each division plus two wild cards served a purpose. Um I was for what to have more Penguins Capitals yeah, playoff series. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I was put in place. And guess what? It worked. It's fine. Move on. Yet the salary cap is still shit. In the NHL's business is not legit. I don't care about like. Wouldn't you do that for like a bottom line reason? Like, wouldn't you do that to be like, let's make as much money as we can off Crosby Ovechkin in the playoffs? Who knows what the numbers will look like if those guys weren't? I. It's at some point it can't be. I, that was just me doing my best, like agent 
Yeah, and I don't care. Sassy Twitter agent. I don't care. Impression. I wanted to see lots of Cavs penguins, and I got it. Yeah. I've been satiated, and now we can we can sure. move back. We can move back to the next thing because Haley, I know you've railed about this. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Well, specifically though, the idea and you pointed this out plenty of times is like the idea that you can win your division or win ha- have the best record in the conference, and just because of this. You know, funky yeah. format. Your reward is to play against what? A team that finished three points back of you? Yeah. <laughs> or how, whatever it ends up being. Like the Leafs had the best season in franchise history last year. Mm-hmm. And sure, we can do the whole ha ha, he he, they can't make it out of the first round. Four one's the worst lead in hockey, whatever. Mm-hmm. sure they need to perform better in the playoffs absolutely i'm with you but the reward for having that kind of season shouldn't be playing against the back-to-back stanley cup champion tampa bay lightning in the first round of the playoffs i think it should apply to every team other than the leaves <laughs> yeah the leaves just have to play boston or tampa regardless i don't every care year, where regardless of where they finish so there's no incentive they're going to make the playoffs regardless <laughs> and they're going to play tampa or boston regardless uh just because people are sickos this is one of but, this is one of those things but like look at the Atl- i'm sorry i'm sorry but like look at the atlantic right now and look at the situation that we're going to be in this season so the bruins and the leafs are one and two in the league right now and then <laughs> the Atlantic Division, you have Boston, Toronto, Tampa. Like, we're just in a... Si- and then Carolina, New Jersey, Pittsburgh's one, two, three in the Metro. Like, we're going to be in a situation where a really good fun team that everybody loves to watch is going to be kicked out in the first round, regardless of how this shakes out, if the playoffs started today. Yeah, I mean... And that's stupid. It's It's stupid. <laughs> It's stupid and dumb. You just go back and forth. Like that's the, this is the way it should work moving forward. They can have the the conference system for a few years. That- Why would you go back and forth? Oh, you you don't mean every every year. I'm not saying every year. I'm saying just like do the do this for 10 years and do it do it the opposite for 10 years. Like that's okay. This sure. these aren't like the NHL has had plenty of other playoff formats over the years, right? This isn't like sacred ground that we're treading yeah. on here like change it who cares sure. change it change it to something new and then when that goes stale change it back and we're, and we're where we're at in the cycle now is where it's time it's time for conference stuff let's go yeah so if the playoffs started today or i guess this was three days ago this is from bet mgm this was updated on december 19th so if the season ended three days ago and the playoffs are starting tomorrow We'd have Bruins Islanders, which is whatever, mm-hmm. Devils Penguins, Canes Rangers, Leafs Tampa. I'm not, I'm not complaining about that. Third point from Commissioner LeBrun. Here's one that I don't care about. Eliminate the trapezoid. Like, whatever. Fine. What does that even mean? What do you want, Pierre? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a joke. I don't care about it either. Producer Jeff said this about about this point like when before we started here like no goalies can play the puck anymore right like it's just a skill that's gone that's gone by the wayside i recommend that they don't unless you're jordan bennington going (laughs) going up against a stall brother (laughs) get on out there buddy buddy. yeah uh (laughs) do your thing so this is kind of in line with with pierre's second point about the playoff format like fine switch it back it was just like 
he says, and sorry, Pierre, we're not trying to dump on you. I'm, we're not dumping. We're, we're As, agreeing no, with him. No, I'm about to say something. He wants to eliminate the trapezoid and he's saying, Oh, I guess he's saying this now, but like as a clever measure to prevent some of the NHL's better puck handling goalies from thwarting opposing teams for checks. They added the trapezoid behind the net. Mm-hmm. I read that at first and was just like, <laughs> who even are the good puck handling goalies right now? But I guess he was talking about Martin Brodeur. Tristan Jari, supposedly. Yeah, it made sense and it doesn't anymore. Right. So whenever. So, oh, so you agree with eliminating the trapezoid? I don't really care one way or the other, but I under, but I, I understand Pierre's argument here, which is like, I, it doesn't make sense get, to have. I it get anymore. why it was in place. It accomplished what it was trying to accomplish, and now it's irrelevant because it worked so well. So you might as well try something different. Like that's fine. Right. I was very confused. That's okay. It must be the Buckleys. Let's move on. Yeah, you're all hopped up on <laughs> cough medicine. It's okay. Number four. Commissioner LeBron, allow teams to retain more salary in trades. Uh, currently, they can retain 50%. Pierre saying like, mm-hmm. whatever, let's, let's get buck wild. 100%. Why not is, is basically the premise. Because they didn't want to allow any salary retention in, in the first place. So 50% is all you got. Mm-hmm. That was the nice, happy medium mm-hmm. from Bill Daly and real commissioner, Gary Bettman. And like Pierre says, the league's biggest fear is money outside the system, right? So if the team keeping 100% of the salary uh, can account for the cap hit, you know, who cares? <laughs> like if, if a team's willing to do this for whatever reason. Then let them. Yeah. It's so funny. But isn't this one of the things where this is going to benefit? I mean, it doesn't really. It's kind of tough because it's like, isn't this one of the things that would benefit more like cash rich organizations like the Leafs I mean, or the Rangers or whatever it may be. But those are the teams that are spending to the cap typically and don't have the cap space to retain that much salary. I'm not against providing, oh, but I guess they'd be, I'm not against the con the overall concept of providing measures that benefit cash rich franchises. Like it's, yeah. it's not an inherently, not an inherently bad thing. Yeah, it could lead to, you know, craziness with like maybe in the Kane situation, whatever. Uh, but I'm all for like basic, in general, I'm basically for complicating the the salary cap situation because you look at other sports, the NFL, maybe not quite NFL caliber salary cap gymnastics, but an NBA situation maybe where there's a little bit more, it's a little bit more complex. There's a little bit more space for creativity. Uh, I'm all for that because I don't know. I'm I'm team I'm team chaos, as DGB mm-hmm. always says, and uh, I think this would add to that. In- yeah, I'm I'm with you when it comes to like letting teams that have more money in their spending to do that. Do you remember a couple of years ago? I feel like I'm talking about the Leafs a lot. Yeah, me too. But do you remember? Okay, well, who cares? The second best team in the league right now. Just Thirty-one other teams. And I have something to say. <laughs> Do you remember two years ago <laughs> when the new CBA shut down the Leafs' use of their facilities in the offseason because other teams were pissed off about it? Yeah, that's the sort of thing that just needs to... It, it, that's it, stupid. It crushes creativity, and, and I think that's like... Yeah. I To go back to... Like, if you want... Sorry, go ahead. To go back to hoops, 
you know, that's that's something Mark Cuban did a good job of exploiting in the early in the early days of the NBA salary cap, right? Is he realized that something that a club that he had in his bag because he's rich as hell and willing to spend his money, mm-hmm. and one guy who owns that team versus a consortium of hedge fund assholes, he was willing to be like, "All right, we're gonna have the best. We're gonna have the best locker room in the league. We're gonna have the best." the best benches in the league. We're going to hire, you know, fi- find all these mm-hmm. inflection points and all these um, inefficiencies to take advantage of the money he had and the money he was about to spend. And the fact that, mm-hmm. and that is crazy. And I, I know, whatever, I hate to throw flowers at the Leafs, but it is crazy like, that, that, that they weren't allowed to do that. should be something that's encouraged, mm-hmm. right? Like that should be a source of whatever, like, if you're an organization and your prospects don't want to come to your city to train and get better and develop in the off seasons because they have somewhere else better to be or a better facility or better coaches, like maybe you should invest some money in that aspect of your plans. I know it's not that's not possible for every organization. Not everyone has the same cash flow or whatever, but that's such a silly thing for teams to get angry about. And then the league to be like, yeah, this has to stop. This reminds me of the, since we were talking about basketball with the WMEA. So the New York Liberty got fined $500,000. And this was the Nets owner. Mm -hmm. So Joe Sai, Mm -hmm. who now owns um, the New York Liberty and the WMEA. They violated the CBA because he had the audacity to charter private planes for his athletes. So he got fined for getting his players off commercial flights, which is something that WNBA players complain about all the time. It's like, shouldn't you want owners like him to come in with deep pockets and treat these athletes as professionals instead of like fining them $500,000? Sure, but... That doesn't benefit the current broke boy owners. That's what it is. Like, like these guys are trying to stop, are trying to crush scenarios yeah. where they would potentially have to get into an arms race over stuff like off-season, you know, off-season facilities or whatever. And that's just bullshit. They don't want to, like, they're saying, we don't even want to hazard the chance that we're going to have to potentially spend money down the line. We want nothing to do with it. And that's, and that's... The only reason Lame. that happens at all. Five and six for Pierre. Okay, number five. Yeah, five and six for Pierre are classic. <laughs> and um, classic, classic. Sp- I want to get to the cottage sooner. Yeah, this is classic media shit. Uh, extremely self-serving. <laughs> I am uh, very, very in favor of it personally. Uh, okay, but Sean, <laughs> we are not the ones who get to go to the cottage all summer. We're the ones who are like trying to pad the website, e- you know? Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I, I still would rather... This is all about the first like week or two in July for me. Like, like let me sure, let me fair. let me let me enjoy that time, and I can go back to, <laughs> you know, making the donuts for the for the website in in July and August. Yeah, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a cottage guy. I'm never going to be one. So mm-hmm. I'm making the donuts. Yeah, so to speak. Time to make the donuts. It's an old. Have you seen? Um, <laughs> there's like a t- trend on TikTok now. Where people, you know how cats, when they're like on a blanket, they'll like do the little thing with their paws. And people now say that it looks like their cat's like making bread, mm-hmm. <laughs> like making biscuits. No, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about, a, I was talking about. A, <laughs> and it's like, a, please stop making orders. She's been working for hours. She's been working all day. And it's like a cat 
I was talking about a Dunkin' Donuts ad campaign that ended probably before you were born. So it, oh. it's it's American and has been gone for possibly 30 years. So no, oh. I was not talking about, well, uh, no, I was not talking about a TikTok cat. The TikTok cat? No, believe, um, it, or, believe it or not. No, not much, not much of a TikTok, TikTok cat guy. Okay. Anyways. Move up the start of free agency. Um, I don't care. I care about that one less than awarding the Stanley Cup by May 31st. That is the one where I'm like, there we go. That's something I like. Because that institutes like shortening the season or is that just moving the start date of the season up? Uh, it's starting the season earlier. Started on September 20th. It's not shortening the schedule. It's just moving. It's just moving things up, which again, fine with that. There's something perverse about being in a hockey uh, arena in late June. I don't want to, I don't want any parts of that. I've had enough of it over the years. Let's get in, get out, start my, you know, blow off summer where I have to think of random bullshit to put on the website. We can get that started sooner and end this season as, as quick as possible. So Pierre, as far as I'm concerned, uh, he's six for six. I love it. Let's make it happen. Yeah, you know what? Let's make it happen. The 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 court has adjourned. Pierre, you've pushed. You've successfully. All items have passed. You success, successfully pushed all six year changes through. Even though I was very confused about the trapezoid. It's fine. I am now in favor. Is Pierre the best person on staff for this job? Is he the ideal to NHL be the commissioner, commissioner from the Athletic NHL? Oh, good question. I'll tell you what. What would McAndrew do in office? He's my guy. He's got a rich history. McAndrew is my guy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he's got a breadth of knowledge. Very, very smart. He's very funny. He's also... He could use a little bit of that in the front, in the league's front office. He's also more even keeled than I think people realize, too. He's a grown-up. Oh, yeah. He's got kids. Let's get McAndrew in the office, because that's, like, the balance of... You know, evil magician creativity with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, steady hand at the wheel stuff. I'll tell you who. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you who I wouldn't want in there. Craig Custom. That's right. Get him the hell out of there. You know what? Get him off the masthead at the athletic. I don't know about that. Oh. That was okay. good. Let's good. Let's go to break. Good job. <laughs> good job, Commissioner LeBron. We're gonna head to break. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, welcome back. 
as the Canadian, I'm going to take the reins on this little part here. Yeah, I don't care. Because this is probably a bigger deal. Not probably. Here than it is for Sean. No, not probably. Monday is Boxing Day in this nation. Apparently, you don't have that in the United States. No. You don't do Boxing Day? Yeah, we don't have the queen on our money either. So, Right, you just, you know freak out on black friday just english holdover bullshit (laughs) so the point is boxing day means the start of the world juniors shane wright's captain team canada luke hughes captain team usa that starts monday the 26th Mm -hmm. guess who else is gonna be for canada could it be connor bedard could it be connor bedard (laughs) (laughs) never heard of him this is Connor Bedard season, like as, as far as I'm concerned. I think we're at the point of the season. We're at the point of the season now, where we know who's really bad and who's just garden variety bad. And there's six teams who have kind of separated themselves from the pack, right? That's where we are. Uh, yes. Our bosses, the website, got the writers for those teams together, along with the Arizona, the Arizona Coyotes. And kind of did a kind of did a status check on all of them to see if they're as bad as they are as they as their record is if they're on track to bottom out and you know maximize their chances and just to kind of figure out who you know at close to the halfway point of the season who is in a position to pick you know the third generational player of his generation since that's something we have to say about every about every mm-hmm. number one pick these days. Sure. Yes. Another generational talent. Yeah. There's a generational talent every three years. Bad news. This one, better than the last. Bad news, not how. Is Alexi Lafreniere actually a generational talent? I don't know if I heard that one thrown around with him, honestly, but I think I'll also. I don't remember. I'll also think some folks had a little bit too much dip on their chip for, for him, clearly. Let's, let's do it this way. Who do you think, who from these bottom six teams do you think is, is uh, not as bad as their record? Is that a trick question? It might be. I mean, it, it, if you look at the way the guys answered in the write-up here, it, it might seem like it. Like maybe Columbus, because they've had a ton of injuries. Like Columbus might not be as bad as their 30th place in the standings in terms of like, I think Columbus is probably better than Arizona. <laughs> but they've had a ton of injuries and things yeah. aren't going their way. But like, they're also just bad. We're splitting hairs because these teams are so horrendous. But I think the Blue Jackets have the top end is there for them. And and you and you can say like you would think that Johnny Gaudreau and you know Patrick Lina or whoever whoever ends up getting healthy and staying healthy for them that they're going to drag them to enough wins, you know, to kind of keep them out of the out of the you know pole position here. The other the other team that I think is probably a little you think so. Huh? I don't know if that's true. I don't think the blue. I mean, like Boone Jenner's out now. I, it's a long. I mean, he's their number one. Center. It's a long season. That's what I'm saying. And I and and we're talking about. A, yeah. We're, we're going to be talking about a few wins here and there over the course of the next few months that kind of removes these teams from the discussion. So I'm with you on the Blue Jackets. Right. I also think San Jose is shows signs of life periodically for better or worse. And I think that's probably... Do you know who their number one center is right now? With Tomas Hurdle suspended and other injuries? Who is it? Nick Benino. <sighs> Bones. 
That's only for like another day. That was my Mike Sullivan. Turtle will be back. My Mike Sullivan voice. Bones. That was great. Thanks. Coyotes are worse than the record is for sure. Uh, the Flyers are definitely as bad as as bad as you would expect. So, th- so these are not. They're all bad, and they're all going to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Things are not looking up here. From from the six no. here, I ask you. Again, Coyotes, Flyers, Sharks, Blue Jackets, Ducks, Blackhawks. Who from that team? Who from that group do you think is in a spot to improve over the next couple months? Like, is there any way things are going to get better for any of these teams? And if so, who do you like? Um, I feel like they're all just, I feel like the only one who's going to get better is probably the team that's not going to start selling off, which is probably Columbus Mm -hmm. because they were buying this summer. But like Chicago's going to get worse Mm -hmm. once they eventually trade. If and when they eventually trade Taves and Kane and whoever else they want to sell off. Anaheim is going to lose Klingberg, obviously. Yes. And whoever else they decide to side, sell off. San Jose is really interesting because... So the thing that I'm really curious about with the Sharks, are they going to smarten up with Mike Greer and, and trade Timo Meyer high instead of re-signing him like they did with Tomas Hurdle? You got to figure <laughs> that wasn't Mike Greer's decision. We, we, no, 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 no. We we talked we talked to him, Craig and I did. Uh, he's a very he's a, a serious dude. Um, and I get, but I also just based on his personality, I get the vibe that he's he's not afraid to make some no. uh, make some unpleasant decisions, and also wishes. Right. And he did, and he did say this much. Like he's like, yeah, of course I would have. Ra- he would have rather come into a situation where it's a clean slate, right? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as someone who's gonna who's gonna throw good money after bad and compound what's what's already kind of a no because kind of they've said situation. that they're open to they want to get rid of some of their bigger contracts and they're open to listening on Carlson and whoever it may be. But when you look at that roster and the age and the contracts and players in team control or not, like their most valuable asset right now is probably Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. He's only 26 years old. He's a restricted free agent, not unrestricted. So team's going to give up more for a guy like that who's young, who's an elite winger in this league, and who, you know, isn't already locked into an eight-year, $11 million deal for a guy mm-hmm. who's 36 years old or whatever it may be. So I think the Sharks end up getting worse. Um I don't know if the Sharks will be able to actually sell off many pieces because they have so many bad contracts. Mm-hmm. And then the Coyotes, I mean, Coyotes the, are, co- the Coyotes are, are much worse. Yeah. So again, my question to you is, was that a trick question? I think Columbus is the one that gets better. And maybe the Flyers, because they seem like they refuse to rebuild and they have a bunch of guys hurt too. So maybe guys come back. In the Tortorella magic works again, and they do well again. I kind of like the ducks. I don't know. I like, Who do we think like is going to get the ducks? I like the ducks to answer that uh, to as the answer to that question because <laughs> I don't think they can. Why? I don't think they can get that much worse, and they don't have any real parts to sell off. Klingberg's been terrible. John Gibson and so- someone's still going to get that guy, don't you think? Yeah, sure, but like, w- what kind of loss is that? You know, I, probably it doesn't. It d- doesn't seem like it's going to be all that much. Tra- Do you think they fire Dallas Eakins? I think they certainly don't bring him back. He's he's on the last year of his deal, and it's impossible to imagine him, him, him returning. What yep. about Brad Larson? 
Sorry. <laughs> the thing, I see a sidetrack road and I'm going to take it. The thing about Brad Larson is that I, I, I think he's in, in kind of a weird spot because he doesn't have the new coach sheen on him. He was, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of hired to coach a different team than, than the team they are right now. So I, I that's a, that's an interesting one. But yeah, Anaheim. I don't think I don't think things can get that much worse. And if they trade John Gibson, who's been terrible, like whatever. Like it's it's not it's not going. Remember how good he was a year ago? Of course, uh, John Gibson. He was okay. Yes, I remember how good he was. Like, like three people or four, were talking three or four about like asking if he was you know okay with a trade so he can go be the number one goalie for the Leafs. Let's fire up Tankathon. Yeah, five rounds. Okay. Who's going to get Connor Bedard? Sean, are you ready? Me, I will do this. So. You will Sim do. lottery. Yes. Computer. The number one overall pick goes to the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Up six spots and then Arizona and then Chicago. The poor sweet flyers get the seventh overall pick. Oh man. Okay. Round three. Beep boop boop beep boop 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 beep boop. Let's stop this. <laughs> I like it. Uh the number one overall pick, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, okay. They win the Connor Bedard Sweet So it's Anaheim, Arizona, Chicago. What's the question? The question is who you think will finish with the best chance, not who wins the lottery. Who finishes with the with with the best odds? No, I'm doing right now who's going to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Yeah, this is this actually is what decides it. So, congratulations to Vancouver and Anaheim for Okay, one more round. Philadelphia Flyers. Wow, jumping up from seventh in our other in our <laughs> other imaginary in our imaginary thing. That's right. What is your problem? It's like you haven't covered a rebuilding team before. I love Tankathon. It's a good website. I fire this up, and I'm, you know, in my head, I just hear, "Hello, darkness, my old yeah. friend," because <laughs> I covered the Ottawa Senators when they were really bad, and I just lived on that thing. Anyways, so you don't care about who gets him right now. You care about in however many months the season that's ends the up only, That's the only <laughs> thing that we... <laughs> who has the most odds. That's the only thing that we can predict. Like, you can't predict who wins a lottery. You can predict who puts themselves in the best position to win the lottery. Those are two distinctly different things. You don't think Vancouver has a chance to win the lottery? <sighs> what... They no, suck. Yeah, of course I do. But but I think they're going to finish with like a six and a half percent chance to win the lottery versus 18 and a half, which is what the Blackhawks would have. But as Tankathon just highlighted, having the best chances doesn't always mean that much. That's the point of the Tankathon is this Blackhawks and my little beep boop boops. My three rounds did not win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Not once. I, the, the, this is so like, this is the point of the tankathon exercise. This is like predicting is who, to highlight that that doesn't matter. I, you've made your point. The que the que you're you're evading the question. Who do you think is going to finish with the worst record in the league? The Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. You didn't ask me that question. Yes, I you did. Asked me, 
oh, you asked which team here is better than they look. I'm like, they all suck. I don't know what you're asking me I was me building right towards that. Who's the worst team in the league? Answer the question <laughs> so we can move on. It's Chicago, right? After the deadline, it's going to be Chicago. Of course. Congratulations, Chicago Blackhawks. You are going to have the best chance at getting Connor Bedard. No. And you're going to get passed because it doesn't matter. Great. Nothing matters. Of course not. <laughs> Let's go to break. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome back. One last segment before we get the hell out of here. Sorry about the argument, everyone. Going on holiday break. Sorry if that made you feel uncomfortable. What we want to leave you with is not Haley making... Uh, beep boop bop compute computer noises in the <laughs> microphone <laughs> i think the funniest part was my little giggle after each beep boop because oh, yes. i was i thought it was just so funny uh-huh. and clever i'm so funny that's oh. that's definitely a thing that funny people say because they talk about how funny they are yeah whatever <sighs> we're going through each conference we're picking out our playoff teams this is kind of in line with a with a story that's going to run on the website this weekend as well like kind of a prediction reassessment. That's you know, right. What have you. As we go into Christmas, Haley Salvian, who are your eight Eastern Conference playoff teams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Start at the top, please. So, I'm going to go with Boston, Toronto, Carolina, 
This isn't an order, is it? It doesn't have to be. Okay. Anyways, Boston, Toronto, Carolina, Tampa. Like, those are my locks. Those are my four locks to make the playoffs. Hmm. And then this is where I get a little bit. Oh, you know what? Look, where, you, <sighs> where you get a little bit cowardly. No, no. Near lock, if we're going to do a tier. Like, I want, I think the Penguins are a lock to make the playoffs. Barring disaster, throw the Penguins in there. Those are my five locks. And then my, like, near lock, like, my heart truly believes you're going to make the playoffs. And I'm going to be very happy as New Jersey. I just, yeah. they've come down to earth a little bit recently. Yeah, they're three, five, and no. two. Three, five, and two in their last 10. They're in their last 10. Fourth, fourth in the conference right now. They, they're yeah. still, by the way, for, for whatever that's worth. They're, they're second in the Metro. They're tied in points and in second place in points percentage with a team you have not mentioned yet. Yeah, well, I'm not done yet. Mm, I know. Who's next? Wait, who are you talking about? Carolina. I already said Carolina. Oh, okay. You have two said, two spots left. I said Boston, Toronto, Carolina, I gotcha. Tampa. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Those are my four locks to make right. the playoffs. Then my near locks. Yeah, don't play with the point. We have Pittsburgh. Then let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) Pittsburgh and New Jersey. And then the last two spots probably go to the Rangers and the Islanders. So you're just going one through eight. There's there's nobody (laughs) there's nobody jumping anybody. Maybe Detroit. Like so, Detroit is there. I don't have. Maybe Florida, but it's a big hole for Florida to Who's dig out of. Eight? It. Do you think the Panthers make the playoffs? Well, no. I mean, no, because we had to submit our thing for uh, for that for that post a, co- right. a couple so, hours ago, and I did. I didn't do it. And you're making fun of me for going one through eight. So I want to hear your eight. Where does it differ? Not making fun of you for doing it. I was just, I was just reinforcing the point because those are those are my eight teams too. The one I'm struggling with though is. Uh, Caps versus Islanders. Yeah. So like the bubble ones for me is like Caps, Panthers, Red Wings. I think it's either going to be the Islanders or the Capitals in wild card two. I'm fine eliminating the Red Wings. I I, I yeah. just don't think they're there yet. The question is whether Ilya Sorokin can continue to drag uh, the it's Islanders. The points. Nine in, nine out. Pretty good. Goalies count. Uh-huh. Power plays count. Yeah. Might not get That's you... I mean, it'll help you in the playoffs. Florida Panthers didn't have <laughs> power play last season, and that hurt them badly. But yeah, it, I'm, I'm with is, you. And it is destroying them currently, by the yeah. way. Flor- Florida's a top 10 league-wide five-on-five team anyway you want to slice it, and they're getting destroyed because their power play sucks. Yeah. Just, so I think we're pretty close. It goes. Like I think the, wi- the way that the wild card looks right now, I think it's like who gets into the wild card too. I think the Metro and the Atlantic one through three stay kind of the same as they are right now. I think that's, I think that's completely reasonable. You know, Islanders and Islanders and caps are tied on points. Yeah. Uh, Islanders have a game in hand. Washington is, I, we said this last week with Tarek, like I was, I was done with them. I figured they were, I figured they were cooked. They're seven, two and one in their last 10 breathing down the necks uh, of the New York, of the New York teams. Really? Um, so I'm going to pick them. 
I'm going to pick them to jump the Islanders because I've said it before. I'm never going to pick against the Capitals until they until they show me that they can't do it. I'm like it's just not something I'm going to do. You are so for, braver than I. So, I just say my bubble team. That's okay. That's fine. Western Conference. I'll start out here. Yeah. This one is really fascinating. I struggle with this one more than the than Eastern Conference one. We're going down in order. I'm saying Vegas, sure. Dallas, sure. I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to pencil them yeah. in. Same goes for Winnipeg. The Kings, they're six three and one in their last ten. They've improved in some spots. They need to get a goalie. I refuse to believe that Quick can that that. They can keep doing their goal differential smoke, is terrible. Smoke and mirrors. It's horrendous. They have the worst. They have r- truly one of the worst goaltending situations in the league. They need. We need to get Vamelka from Arizona onto the Kings. I, I said that in the Power Rings last week. So I'm. Uh, this is where stuff's starting to get dodgy. But I, I'm willing. I'm willing to count them in there. Kings Wild. Dom, ironically, now hates the Seattle Kraken. What? Can you believe it? Okay. He's like, that's like the... They're toast. He's the... They're his, like, fraud of the fraud of the week. Okay. Well, they have fraud better of the points month. percentage than the Los Angeles Kings do. And the Minnesota Wild do. But okay. Really what it comes... And I, I have, there's no doubt in my mind that Colorado is... Yeah. Is going to find their way in. It, it hurts to say this because I, this is the team that I picked to win the Stanley Cup preseason. You don't think the Flames are going to make the playoffs? I'm, I'm, I have my doubts. Have you seen the Oilers five and five numbers? I know mm-hmm. they've got McDavid and Drysaitel, but their stats are like bottom ten. Absolutely, we've been waiting for the Flames to figure it out for months now, and I know that they have like one of the easiest schedules in the league. Like I was talking about the Oilers. I know. I, I'm, okay. and I'm now I'm talking about the Flames. Like okay. We've been waiting for them to put it together for weeks and we've come up with excuses and we've said that, you know, yeah, it takes time for this, for this group to gel brutal schedule at the start of the season. You know, things are going to get easier for them. Those are all points. Like they're all valid points, Mm -hmm. but at some point they're going to need to start stacking wins and they haven't managed Mm -hmm. to do it. And either, either way, like just the, I've. They're five, two and three in their last 10. Yeah. And they've got only Pacific Division opponents from now until January 1st. And mm-hmm. I think that is going to tell us a lot of what we need to know about the Calgary Flames. They beat the San Jose Sharks in two straight. They should. Mm-hmm. What they are they going to do against LA, Seattle, and Edmonton? Those are the big ones. They've got a game That's against it. Anaheim tomorrow, 10.30 p.m. start, Eastern time. <laughs> uh, they should I feel like win I'm that one. The fan five ninety here. Wow. The fan nine sixty. Fan nine sixty. Sports wow. at nine sixty. The fan. Yes. Here. Whatever. Don't make fun of me. I'm just I'm talking about just the got, flames. I know. I just. I just. I just got the got the call sign wrong. Those should be the three guarantees, and then what can they do against the teams within their division that are in a playoff spot that they currently don't have? And I think. Heading into 2023, like wherever they like, if they can get themselves into a playoff spot for January 1st after beating the Kraken and the Kings, 
maybe the Oilers, then maybe we can change our mind. But right now, yeah, the Flames haven't shown us that they are better than those teams yet. Partially because they haven't played against a ton of them. They are pretty good playing within their division, but they've only lost to Seattle in Edmonton within the division. And I don't know if they've played the Kings yet. I think we'll be able to figure a couple things out about Calgary in the next couple of weeks. Whenever we come back next, next you hear from us, we're going to have a much better idea of, you know, who, who the Calgary flames are. That's what our topic is going to be next week. Yeah. Are the flames done or do we believe in the flames? I guarantee that's a, that, that that's a talking point. Ne- and I next think we'll look at that us. with the Panthers too, unless you're already mm-hmm. ready to say they're toast. Their five on five numbers are spectacular. And it's just hard for me to believe that they're, I'm not willing to write them out of the wild card. I'm about, but they weren't the in debate. your eight. I know. I know. I'm saying I'm not writing them off. I'm saying that yeah, that's, they that could that's, be wild card too. I would just wouldn't bet on it at this point because again, man, we're sure. deeper in the season than people think. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're almost, we're like what? 10 games from that? Not even. Seven games from the halfway point for some teams. And we're three days from Christmas. Why? Wild. Wow. Okay. So who's your eight? Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota, Vegas, LA, Seattle, Edmonton, Colorado. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think the only way that the flames get in as of right now is if, because I think that, so what I find interesting is I think the Avs end up jumping up into the central and then you get either Minnesota or Winnipeg probably pop into the wild card. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause once the Avs get healthy, they're not going to be a wild card team any longer. So one of those three central teams pop down. And then obviously, like, what's more likely? Like, of these three teams, this is the way it's going to come down, I think. Between LA, Seattle, and Calgary, who makes the playoffs? If we agree that Vegas and Edmonton are going to make it out of the Pacific. Like, which pick two of those three? That's basically the race the Flames are in. Even though I don't think the Oilers have looked particularly good either. But they have the Connor McDavid. They'll make the playoffs. They've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. And Evander Kane's hurt right now. It's going to come down to the Kings goaltending. How about that? That's what the, I that's think what the question that if is. Markstrom figures it out. I think you bet on Markstrom right now over Jonathan Quick. It's a trump card. I'm just salty. Like I said, I'm salty because I picked them to win the cup. And yeah. it looked like yeah. garbage for... A huge Try chunk talking of, about of them the four ongoings. times a week on local radio. <laughs> no, thank you. But I'm with you. My eight was pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I think we're on the same page. We are. Imagine <laughs> that. That's we it for us. We said that this was going to be a short episode. I, I know. I'm <laughs> I, keep, I keep trying to get out. <laughs> End this. End this. My mom Merry made tacos. Yeah, I have food waiting for me too. Okay. So there we go. I need to go lay down. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. We will talk to you soon. Also remember, if you aren't an Athletic subscriber, join us at theathletic.com slash hockey show to get an annual subscription for Haley. Can you believe this? $2 a month for 12 months. Holy crap. Wow. You can also subscribe to the Athletic Hockey Show's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at sign the Athletic Hockey Show. Max and Corey have the prospect series coming up on friday it's the perfect time of the year to listen to those guys they know 99.9 percent more about 
the folks you'll see in the WJC than I do. That's for sure. And also, the Athletic Hockey Show returns Wednesday with Rob Pizzo, Jesse Granger, and, of course, the maniac himself, Michael Russo. Their guests are Bill Armstrong, who's a GM of the Coyotes, and Dave Starkman from NHL Network, who will be live from World Juniors in Moncton. So enjoy that. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. You said that already. I'm just saying it again. I'm reinforcing <laughs> it because I really do want people to have a nice time. Yes. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.